Just as a warning, this episode may have some content that may be deemed inappropriate for younger viewers, so with that, viewer discretion is advised. Good evening, Spookies, and welcome to another episode of D.L. Holmes Presents. So, we're getting through Spooky Month, October, heading closer to Halloween, Samhain, All Hallows' Eve, and I've done uh, quite a few features from my collaborative work with Tiffany Pennywell, which was the Seemingly Strange and Unusual Tales series. It's a collection of erotic horror stories and poetry. You can get all three on Amazon, but... She also does write her own original stories, so I thought I'd share one of those with you tonight, seeing as how it features some very, what we would call, classic creatures of the genre. So, tune in, listen close, as I read to you an original tale from author Tiffany Pennywell. Perfect Night. The sound of my shoes against the sidewalk echoed in the dark night. Only the light of the moon, a few street lamps, and some couples hiding in corners kept me company in my favorite spot. Amongst the white noise of the river and the distant sounds of cars passing by, I felt at peace. I was able to lose myself in nature while being tethered to the city. As my feet tired, I took a seat beneath a small tree. Its pink blooms were eerily illuminated by the moonlight shining through. I closed my eyes as a small breeze blew off the river and wrapped itself around me. It felt warm and welcoming, so I gave it a silent, heartfelt wish. Seconds later, I felt a new sensation on my skin. I looked down to find that the plink blooms had fallen all around me. A small smile crept to my face as I hoped I had been heard. A month passed before I saw any glimmer of hope for my wish. On the next full moon, I received a notification from a friend that a co-worker of hers was interested in meeting me. Usually, I would be afraid to meet someone new so soon, but I felt confident and decided to give him a try. We met at a small cafe in town. He was tall and had eyes the color of caramel. I savored that first glance I got of them because I couldn't tear my eyes off my cup of tea. All the confidence that I felt earlier had drained. You must not go out a lot, <laughs> he asked with a chuckle. I shook my head as he chuckled again. It was a sound that rose deep from his chest and somehow remained light, warm, and comforting at the same time. There's no need to be nervous. I have no plans on biting you. The comment made me laugh and calm my nerves a bit. I raised my eyes and was greeted by a warm smile and inviting eyes. See? Nothing to be afraid of. We spent the rest of our time taking about our favorite books and authors. When we got to music, we found out we had a lot in common. He had a passion for EDM and confessed that he'd been hoping to convince me to join him at a show downtown tonight. Of course I would love to go, I exclaimed. What time does it start? He looked at his watch. Actually, it starts in 15 minutes, but if we leave now, we'll only miss the very beginning and we can enjoy the rest. I picked up my mug and drained the rest of my tea before quickly putting it down. Okay, let's get our groove on. The bright swirling lights and the loud thumping of the bass was welcoming to my ears. An energetic and beautiful woman handed us glow sticks and we automatically threw into the air. 
the music coursed in my body and gave me a rhythm to follow. In no time, I had his eyes transfixed on all my moving curves. You're much better at dancing than you are at talking, he yelled in my ear. I gave him a grin and wink before I grabbed his shirt and moved him close to me. I'm even better at this, I stated as I slid my hand behind his head and pulled him down into a deep kiss. A large smile formed on his face as we pulled away. Hmm, I would have to argue, he chimed as he pulled the lower part of my body closer to his. We spent the rest of the performance dancing, grinding, and making out until the last DJ played. Afterwards, we retired to the riverfront. I led him directly to the tree where I had made my wish months ago. So this is your favorite spot? He asked as we sat upon the soft ground. I nodded. Yes, I've spent a lot of time here. My date slid his hand across my jawline. I know. I've seen you here before. I raised my eyebrows as the hair on my neck and arms began to stand. Oh, you have? He nodded as his fingers slid down my neck. Yes. I also visit this place often, he said with a slight hiss. When I edged back, I was greeted with a large smile and hands with pointed teeth. And I've been itching to sink my teeth into you. As he lunged at me, I felt a smile form upon my lips as we fell. I felt the smile widen and lengthen. By the time my back hit the ground, I had arched my legs ready to push him off me and roll onto all fours. My date let out a loud hiss of disgust as he jumped back from my werewolf form. I knew I'd been smelling a newbie van from the park for a while. I snarled with my lips curled. I'm so lucky that I was able to get close to you before this moment. I love to play with my prey. I really don't know what you're talking about, the vampire stated. I'm about to rip you limb from limb if you get any closer. I barked a laugh that made the baby vamp scuttle back a bit. I would love to see you try. Have it your way, he yelled as he lunged at me again with greater force this time. I smiled again as I felt him throw his full force into me. His fangs pulled and snagged at every inch of me that he could reach while I pulled his body into a bone-crushing hug. The sound of his crackling bones echoed in the empty park. Moonlight glistened against both of our spilled blood that rested upon the grass. His groans of pain sent an electric fever through my body that felt delicious. As I grabbed his limbs and yanked them from his hard body, I knew the night could not get any better. After I finished grinding my date's body to a pulp, I sat beneath the small tree in my favorite spot in the light of the moon. My panting slowed as I felt the warm breeze itself wrap around me. In the quiet moments, I relished the fill of the fresh kill upon my fur and gave a thanks to the universe for giving me the perfect night. Hey there, spooky. So that was Perfect Night by author Tiffany Pennywell. Tiffany Pennywell and myself have co-authored the Seemingly Strange and Unusual Tales series, uh, which is a three-volume collection of erotic horror stories available on Amazon and paperback and on Kindle. Um, we started that journey all the way back in 2015. I've shared a few of those stories here on uh, D.L. Holmes Presents and also on the D.L. Holmes Presents YouTube channel. And I will continue to share more as time goes on. Um, Tiffany Pennywell is a poet by trade, but she has also dabbled in horror herself. And here she is. Hello. All right, Tiffany. So 
their imperfect uh, night, which reminds me, honestly, of one of my favorite episodes of Tales from the Crypt. Um, I'm sure most of you know the one, if you know what I'm talking about, is where uh, the vampire family adopts the uh, young boy and finds out he's a werewolf and gets revenge for them killing his werewolf parents. Um, so what was the inspiration to this story for you? Inspiration to the story, I love vampires, but I didn't want to do just a regular vampire trope. I wanted to also play with werewolves since they're supposed to be known enemies. And um, I love the idea of the character, the woman, um, actually surprising the vampire instead. Um, she had wished for, you know, a Mr. Perfect or a perfect night. And she ended up getting it, finding him and, well the kill that she really wanted interesting and um i guess equally or separately do you have a favorite uh vampire in media or a favorite werewolf in media favorite vampire um i love Armand from anorice um after him would probably be lestat um werewolf I'm going to be cliche and say I did like um, Jacob from Twilight, but he's not really a werewolf. He's a changeling. Okay. <laughs> so, so you like the written verse. You see, you're an Anne Rice and a Stephanie Meyer fan. Interesting. Um, so what about those specific mythologies did you like for what that brought to, uh, I guess I would say, the culture of the vampire in media as well as the culture of the werewolf in media? I actually greatly enjoy what they both represent um i love that vampires make us think about how um nothing is exactly as it seems um you can have the perfect gentleman or whatnot but he's really this gnarling animal waiting to devour you and we're also as werewolves um not always as quite as they seem um kind of like the same background as that as well um they're also seen to be well actually werewolves are seen more to be more aggravators and whatnot are the more killing spree and but they're also just basically human in the rest of the day so it's kind of like actually the opposite of vampires Also, I don't want to do um, where I really, right, um, also I want to trace back, actually my favorite vampires were actually from, I think it was the story Blood and Chocolate, is that the title of it? It was the book that you lit me once. Um, yeah, there's a book called Blood and Chocolate, it's one that I enjoyed when I was in uh, high school. Yes, um, that book, I loved the, um, story within that, and also, um, Anne Rice's other, um, werewolf stories as well. Okay, um, I don't know, I guess I'm gonna go back on that, um, there's a lot of history on both sides, I mean, if you look thematically, there's werewolves and vampires chains of some sort, and, uh, various religions, various spiritual practices, it's talked about, even to this day, there's whole societies built around them, um, if you're here in Louisiana with us, you know, we have the New Orleans Vampire Ball, um, which is pretty, 
uh, neat soiree event that they have every year. Uh, Anne Rice actually used to participate and hold uh, tea parties at her estate there. Um, I, too, am privy to the world that Anne Rice created with her vampires and her werewolves, although I'm personally I'm a fan of the Mayfair witches. Um, but my first real soiree with the vampire, aside from the uh, B-movies that I watched with my grandfather when I was a kid that got me into horror, would be from Vampire Hunter D. I eventually got my hands on the novels and the idea that, uh, you know, if you read the books, that vampires were here and had attempted to coexist with humans, but our warring nature stopped that from being a thing and that they live as these kind of aristocrats and rulers and dictators uh, to keep us from destroying ourselves. Um, is uh, has always been kind of an interesting concept. The idea that they're cursed with immortality and what that does to a person after a while, and that, in a sense, the monstrous nature comes from this disdain you get um, after living for so long is something that's interesting. I don't really... I think in current media, see vampires portrayed as the monsters that they are written to be potentially, just as I think... A lot of times when you see the werewolf, uh, they don't focus on the humanity of now having a pack mentality, and there is a lack of uh, really capitalizing on that storytelling there. But um, you wrote uh, the short for this, and you, you listed your inspirations. So do you think that the vampire or the werewolf are still relevant in current horror media? Oh yes, they will always be relevant. Um, it's a story that you can always retell and also make your own. Um both of those have existed for far longer than um, I think what we realize um, beyond Victorian vampires and whatnot. And they exist in so many different cultures as well. Yep, this is true. Uh, some of the first uh, recorded vampiric characters in history were in the Cradle of Civilization in Africa. The Sumerians had vampire-like deities. Uh, various African tribes had vampire-like deities. It predates most religions on the planet at first uh cultural civilization have these beings that feasted on human life force and were essentially unkillable and immortal um and science and ciphers of at the time was considered darkness either as an element or as a uh you know state of nature so yeah I, what do you think makes the vampire scary i think what makes the vampire scary is the immortality um we have death vampires do not and then they can choose whether or not to give that immortality to someone else but even if they do you're living pretty much a cursed life the rest of your life so it's kind of a a catch either way interesting i think the thing that i feel has always been frightening about the vampire is that we as individuals uh place value on minute and what we consider to be grand actions of our life. So uh, to a vampire, uh, in most lore and mythos, we are insignificant. We are nothing more than food. So we like to live these lives and think that we amass these things, these items, uh, these relationships that we foster, and to think that, you know, someone could randomly just want a snack in the middle of the night and suddenly that's gone, and we were nothing more than just... Uh, a palate cleanser or something to satisfy someone's appetite, um, whether they be vampiric or human, um, is frightening to think that we could suddenly in a moment be made small and significant disappear 
and no one would really know why because for the most part no one thinks vampires exist so you wouldn't no one would know why you were gone but again uh you wrote a good story so i thank you for sharing it and thanks for uh of course coming on the channel i'm sure this won't be your last time um so spookies uh, i'm gonna leave you with this and ask you to join us next week also please check out uh, miss pennywell's other work and uh the seemingly strange and unusual tale series and why don't you guys and tell us what you got going on what's oh um right now um just still working on my poetry um getting ready to do events actually going to do um queerport and streetport on the 23rd which i'm looking forward to we're going to be selling some of our books there's also a slot for us to be able to read some of our poetry as well um beyond that creatively i'm also um just kind of doing creative diy with art and dabbling and belly dancing so and you can find tiffany on twitter at author tiffany pennywell and also on instagram so with that uh thank you all for coming and tuning in for another episode and i will be back with you all with a new episode next week an erotic nightmares <laughs>